we've had emergency podcasts before, and it's been about NBA trades. It's been about the draft or an injury or something like that. But there's never been more of an emergency podcast than what we're recording tonight. We're living in what will be one of the most documented historical events in NBA history. Uh, and it happened to occur in Oklahoma City. And it happened tonight against the Utah Jazz. And we'll read the statement here in a second. I've got Alex Spears on the line. This is so, if you guys don't know, Alex Spears is a doctor. And he knows a lot of things that I don't know. And so I thought, one, he knows a lot about the NBA. Two, he knows a lot about healthcare and about the coronavirus itself. And so I'm glad that you are here. What's up? Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, so I did not attend the game tonight. Good. Um, did you? Were you supposed to? I was gonna go. My my wife is sick, and so I stayed home and had a boys' night with my three um, sons, and was following everything very closely as it was unfolding, and got very very. I became very thankful that I did not go down there because I would one, I'd still be there. Um, and two, everybody that's there has been exposed, you know, in one way or another, especially if you're down there by the locker room, you're walking by Utah jazz players. They've all been exposed. And so I want to start by reading the statement from the jazz. <laughs> and there's, a, there's a lot to uncover here. Oh boy. Okay. Statement from the Utah Jazz. This morning, a player on the jet on the Utah Jazz tested negative for influenza, strep throat, and an upper respiratory infection. The individual symptoms. This is Rudy Gobert. I don't know why they just don't say it. Like what? What is going on here? Okay. Rudy Gobert's symptoms diminished over the course of today. However, in a precautionary measure, and in consultation and cooperation with NBA medical staff and the Oklahoma health officials, the decision was made to test for COVID nineteen. The preliminary positive result came back right before tip of the Utah Jazz Oklahoma City game. Subsequently, the decision was correctly made by the NBA to postpone the game when it was determined that the individual, which is Rudy Gobert, would be tested. They don't mention him one time in here, which is ludicrous. Uh, we immediately informed the league office. Okay. Time out, Utah. Have you not been paying attention? Oh, don't worry, guys. We're doing all the right things. We tested him for the flu and strep throat and for an upper respiratory infection. What in the world? Why is this the last thing you're testing him for and then you're letting him travel? Is this not crazy? I mean, because I feel crazy. This makes me feel crazy. That is pretty crazy. Uh, give me the time frame again. When was he ex first experiencing the symptoms? They tested him, I guess they tested him this morning, but he had clearly, you don't test him this morning if he didn't have the symptoms the day before, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, the whole idea of his symptoms diminishing over the course of the day. I mean, that's great. It's great that we've heard that uh, Rudy Gobert is feeling good and that he was actually willing to play. Yeah. Tonight, you know, that's cool. great. That, that is not comforting. That should that should not be comforting to people. That should not. I'm sorry. That that should not be a comfort to people. That's it's, it's. Well, and this this is one of the things with the discussion of the COVID-19 is that a lot of people, at least up until this point, have been thinking about it mainly in terms of individual risk. 
And Rudy Gobert, maybe he's a good example of the fact that if you're young and healthy and in relatively good shape, might not be a big issue. Yeah. Um, but when you start thinking about the population-wide effects of this, that's where it becomes a much bigger issue um, because of the transmission rate. And thinking about, we don't know when he had this, like when he contracted it. I, everyone's pointing to him <laughs> touching the microphones, which was incredibly dumb. Yeah. Because he was just making light of a situation that he probably shouldn't have been making light of. Mm -hmm. But we don't know if that's for, for a fact when he contracted it. But the thing with the, you know, there's a latent period of somewhere between like four and 11 days. So mm -hmm. he could have potentially had this for, you know, upwards of two weeks. And so that's why people are looking back at all the teams that Jazz have played yeah. over that two-week period. Or teams that have shared the locker room where the Jazz were in over that two-week period. I mean, it becomes this whole spider web that immediately, like by the time you find out someone's positive, it's almost too late. You know, mm -hmm. it's like how many people have been affected? There was this great story, actually a really scary story, uh, that I retweeted from uh, Duncan Smith. I think that's his name, Detroit guy. Yep. Um, but it was it was about South Korea and how South Korea has done an amazing job with testing. They're testing thousands of people um, and they'd had it pretty good under control. And it was a story of how this one patient, patient 31, basically blew the whole thing up. Because she went to the hospital with these symptoms. While she was at the hospital, she was attending church at the hospital and was coming into contact with all these people. And how one single person led to all these new, like this huge jump in cases in South Korea, a country which had had a pretty good control of the virus thus far. Um, so it's it's just really scary because you know Ethan Sherwood Strauss was talking about how after the games, like all the players are hanging out with all their you know extended friends and family who are there. Like it's it, it touches so many people, and uh, I would agree with you after seeing this statement from the Jazz that uh, doesn't make sense. It, Their it, precautionary measure wasn't really great. Oh no, we don't want him to travel with strep throat. Oh, give me a break! Give me a break, man! Like that's that's a disaster. I mean, this Rudy Gobert obviously looks pretty bad for how he behaved and not taking this seriously. I mean, honestly, I don't know how you, I don't know how you could do that, especially being in the eye of the public, and you you can't you can't be like that. You can't do those kind of things. You can't act like that whenever things are serious. You know, people are losing their lives, and it is controlling entire countries, and you're making light of it. I mean, and that's that looks really bad. And then the medical staff that allowed this to happen. It look it just is a horrible look all the way around for Utah and that they let him travel. I mean, I know he didn't come to the arena. Great. Every other jazz player that's been around him playing basketball, touching the same basketball that he's touched, all the they've been playing together. So it doesn't really matter whether Rudy Gobert was in the arena or not. Like this this is what kickstarts everything. And and what needs to happen is, I mean, I'm, I think the league did the right thing. I think suspending play is the exact thing you have to do at this point. If you want any prayer of having a NBA playoffs for the year 2020, you have to stop it now. And you have to figure out what you're going to do. And to me... It's, it's so crazy. Yeah, go I ahead. would quarantine the entire league. I'd quarantine the league for for two weeks 
if you are an NBA staffer, if you are a player, if you're in the arena, quarantine them. And they may have to play without fans for the playoffs. You know, like today ends, the Thunder are the five seed, the Jazz are the four seed. It's hilarious that they would have to freaking play in the playoffs, right? <laughs> like, give me, give me a break. Um, but I think you end it now. And you call it call it like it is. Congratulations, Philadelphia 76ers. You now have the Thunder's draft pick. Great. It's all over. And you quarantine them for however long. Even if you want to go crazy and say, quarantine them until May 1st. And then we'll start the playoffs with no fans. You know, <laughs> I mean, you have to do something. If you're going to actually get to the, if you're going to have an NBA playoff this year, you have to, it has to start now, and you have to have a plan. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what they're going to do, but I applaud the league for taking what feels like a really drastic measure, but it was really the only choice. It was, and it's so wild how quick this all changed. I mean, you know, 24 hours ago, we were coming to terms with the reality of no fans being in the stadium, um, and to already reach this point this early in the process – Yep. It's just unbelievable. I mean, mm-hmm. this whole this whole season is unbelievable. I mean, Kobe Kobe's death was such a, a huge moment in the history of the league, yep. and somehow that has become overshadowed. Oh, completely. which is just wild. Like this is the craziest NBA season ever. Yeah, this is this I, is a moment in time that will it will be a marker in the NBA. The NBA will continue. Like this isn't going to end the NBA for forever, but it is going to be a marker where. Hey, this is the season where they only played sixty games, and why was that? It was because of the coronavirus. And we have no idea how it's going to end, and we have no idea, like even when we're going to find out, because the NBA doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Like, like they they couldn't even tell us that, like, yeah, we're just going to stop the regular season now, and we're going to restart the playoffs in July. Like even that sounds like an extreme. Yeah, but they they can't even really tell us that now because we don't know how this is going to roll out across our country yeah. this virus we don't know I and mean, we all all we can do is kind of look at where it has been and kind of predict how it's gone there but it's still we don't know how it evolves or what it looks like in a country that's very different than the countries that it's hit so far that's true yeah i'm i'm particularly worried about seattle right now um yeah. they just that Governor Inslee just uh, shut down schools for the next two weeks. My wife is a Washington teacher, so she is not directly affected right now because she's not in Seattle, but I anticipate that that's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just had, in, in Portland, we just had our first, we had a case at OHSU, a case at the VA, and a case at PSU today, the local university here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very scary. Uh, we are a much more compact city. We're about the same size as Oklahoma City. In terms of population, but it's much more compact, um, which obviously is more concerning. Um, I mentioned on Twitter that I'm super worried about my patients. Like I see patients who have cancer every single day, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are in chemo and they're immunosuppressed. And I am not a I'm not essential care. I do integrative cancer care for patients who are going through chemo, going through radiation, and so I'm adjunctive care. And so I'm telling them, do not come in to see me. It's not mm-hmm. worth it. Like mm-hmm. don't bother. Like you can call me. We can talk. And I'm also super worried about my mom works uh, at the Children's Center down in Bethany. Yep. And I'm like terrified for those kids mm-hmm. because 
we know the people who are most susceptible to this are going to be older people. Um, smoking seems to be a huge issue with it. People with other comorbidities. Um, but and and luckily, the research so far suggests that in general, most kids do okay. But I'm obviously super worried about those kids at the children's center. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that they're taking, you know, massive steps in terms of if people travel, like when they're allowing them back into the children's center. Um, yeah, but it's just, it's just a huge deal because even if you're not directly connected with someone who would be at increased risk if they contracted it, you're connected to someone who is connected to those people. Mm-hmm. Um, where we are all, it's all a big spider web. And, yeah. uh, and that's why I get so freaked out by it. And that's why up until today, like with my colleagues, I, I feel like I've been the alarmist. And probably some of that has to do with me just being on Twitter way too much. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy how much information I've gotten from Twitter that like my friends weren't aware of or that they would get like eight hours later. Yeah. Like it, it has been kind of cool in that sense. Like I do feel like I've been made more abreast of the situation than than my friends who aren't on Twitter. Um, but it has definitely made me alarmist and, and especially talking to Mikey. Like we were, we were texting with Mikey in the Down to Dunk yeah. group chat mm-hmm. right when Italy made the announcement that they were shutting down all the restaurants and bars. Um, it's, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, obviously we've never lived through something like this. Mm-hmm. No, we, I, we lived through SARS. I, we lived through swine flu, but I really don't have any memory of those. I know I was alive. Stuff. I know I was aware of them. Yeah. I don't know how long, I don't even know if you know this, but like when the H1N1 vaccine was created, I don't know how long that took. Uh, that's a good question. I do not know that because I, I mean, I remember going to get it when I was a kid. Oh, was, did you really? When was that? Mm-hmm. I don't. I I don't know. I was just talking with my mom about it a few days ago, and she was like, "Yeah, we went and stood in line." Like I, yeah, I remember that. I don't remember exactly how old I was. Oh, that was two thousand nine. Yeah, so like the end of college. So I mean, I don't, and we don't know if a vaccine could be developed. I don't know. Like, what do you know about that? In particular, I don't know about the vaccine. I, I read a story today that the Cleveland Clinic has developed a new mm-hmm. test that you get results a lot quicker. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, so, I mean, that's the big issue right now because if you can test people and you can find out they're positive, then it's really easy to tell, convince that person to quarantine themselves. I right. feel like the issue with a lot of Americans is that like we just don't want to believe that we would be susceptible to it or that <laughs> no. we could have in any way affect this negatively. Uh, um, yeah. and, and, and like things like St. Patrick's day are coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hope that like McNelly's cancels their thing. Everybody I assume needs... they will, but I really hope they do. Yeah. We, we have a run this weekend in Portland called the shamrock run, which is just kind of like a half marathon or whatever. And they still haven't canceled it and they're expecting 25,000 people. <laughs> Everybody like, stay home. Don't yes, don't, don't go to these things. Don't it's do not anything. worth it. And I and I know I mean I have people that I love and care for very much that own restaurants and businesses and things like that that rely on people to get out of their houses and do stuff. But if if we can hunker down now, then it will save it'll save us from having this take up six to six months to a year of our time if we just keep going out we've got to hunker down and mckelly talked about this today you know like we haven't we haven't experienced anything like this we haven't really experienced anything like a war or a draft or anything like that either where we're forced to do something we're like right now we should be forced to 
take care of our country and of our cities and of our towns and of each other. I mean, I know that some people like I I'm not worried about myself getting it, but I'm worried about me getting it and then spreading it because I, I, if I get it, I'll be fine. You know, I, I will be OK. But if I, I get it and then I spread it to somebody else who spreads it to somebody else, it could reach somebody then they die. So this is why this is why you it's it's good to not have to be so worried about it. I'm not saying you need to be worried about it, but we need to be proactive instead of reactive. And, yeah, I think, and it's re- it's really hard. I mean, it's it's a it's a public health issue as opposed to like an individual health issue. Yeah. Um and and it's kind of hard to think in those terms because you are not thinking about yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. uh it's so so I understand why it's initially tough for people to to deal with it. But, you know, I think that people are starting to understand the severity of it. Yeah. I think <laughs> something as dramatic as tonight's non-game. Mhm is something that will probably shake a lot of people. I bet a lot of those people who went to that game tonight, even if there was if if there's something else available to them, like a large social gathering, maybe they'll think twice. Like, eh, maybe it's not worth it. Maybe I'll just stay home this weekend. Well, Cher already canceled her concert tomorrow here in OKC. Oh, did she really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Good idea. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pearl Jam did as well. So, I mean, it's... Like, we just have to... Everybody needs to understand the seriousness of this. And we need to stay home. And that's what we need to do. And if you have the option to work from home, that's great. You need to contact your employer and see if that's even possible. I know some people it's not possible. And I, I don't I don't know what to say, but I we can make this a shorter amount of time if we can all do what we need to do. And that's stay away from large crowds. Go get the essentials that you need. And then stay at home. Beans, beans. <laughs> Make sure you get your beans. Uh, so Royce Young hey, is reporting. Hey. So we're recording at ten thirty Central Time that the Thunder have the Thunder have left the arena, but the Jazz are, continue to be quarantined at the Chesapeake Energy Arena. Which you would think is a good thing. You would think. <laughs> you think that means that all because they did test all the players. I mean, that was what was indicated on Twitter. Yes. So if they are all leaving, you would think that means that no one tested positive. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to mention to you, I was talking to one of our friends. You're talking about restaurants and the potential negative yeah. effect on restaurants. If sure. People don't want to go out. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend of ours, who I won't name, who's a restaurateur. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me that their insurance covers pandemics. <laughs> and I was like, wow, well, that's, that's pretty good. That's interesting. And he so, said, but if this was terrorist-born... It wouldn't be covered," he said. "Terrorist coverage is extra. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Insurance is crazy. Oh man! Uh, so Royce Young just tweeted. I was told the Thunder did not have a virus test done. They've been following league and Oklahoma health protocols, taking their steps in consultation from them. And so, and I, and I know that they've told people that if you don't have, you don't have symptoms, or we won't test you, which is just it's one of the more frustrating things about this is, Hey, I may not have the symptoms, but I don't think Rudy Gobert had the symptoms two weeks ago either. So what are we doing here? What and, is- and that's the issue with getting the test out. I mean, uh, I think I forget when the story came out, this was in Oregon, but at a certain point, I think it was on March 3rd, they only had the capability to do 80 tests per day. 
So because of that, they're having to ration out who they give tests to. And obviously, they're going to give it to people who are at the highest risk to have adverse effects if they actually do have the virus. Um, so I understand it, but it's not because it's the best case scenario. It's not like this is the way it should be happening. It's just because we don't have enough tests, um, which is, yes, very frustrating. It's a, it's a huge problem. Uh, Fred Hoiberg was just taken to the hospital. Um, and they're going to test him and they may, I mean, it, I, they've already said that they won't have fans of the NCAA tournament. I don't know how they're going to have it. I don't know how they're yeah, going to do it. I, at this point, you have to think that if not a player, but like some staff, like somebody has it at this point, there's so many teams and so many humans affected by college basketball. Like the idea that that entire group is completely clean right now is probably unrealistic. I think just really any any sort of large entertainment thing, it just has to be shut down for from March through mid-April or through the end of April. I don't know how long. I don't. Um, it doesn't mean that it doesn't have to happen. I mean, you can you can do it later. You still could do it later. Um, we just don't know when that will be and how you execute it. But uh, and the, is, and this, the this NBA the ramifications are just crazy to think of because obviously this has never happened i mean i think the most likely scenario to us right now would be that they probably just finish they don't play any other regular season games yeah and when and if this blows over to the point where everyone feels comfortable with it by like sometime in summer they'll play the playoffs Mm -hmm. but who knows like what if this season just ends it could it very well could there's no one no one is a champion I mean that would it would be wild. It'd be so crazy. I would I don't know. I don't even know what to say what I expect. I don't know. I have no idea. I didn't think that after this morning that I'd be recording a podcast tonight talking about this. So I just don't I can't claim to have any clue what's coming. Because I mean if if it did <laughs> freaking stupid statement of if the season ended today. But here we are. Oh, oh, your least favorite statement, and it, it would come true. It's come true. <laughs> we we finished ahead of the Rockets. That's important to note. Yeah. So if if the season ended today, <laughs> and it did, it ended today. Oh shoot! So the season ended. The season ended today. <laughs> Memphis Lakers round one as uh, the one eight. The two seven is Clippers, Dallas, Denver, Houston, and Utah OKC. So I would expect hey, if I you know if I can't expect scenario. <laughs> shut up! I can't do this. <laughs> oh man! So it's I would expect that that would be it. I don't I don't think there's time to play out the rest of the regular season. I think that it's just done. And Probably not. You just tell the Blazers and Pelicans and Kings and Spurs, sorry guys, this is just. This we is gave it. you a shot. We gave you. You had so many chances. <laughs> you had mellow. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's wild, man. I mean, OKC okay, things... would lose their pick. It was very funny. There were a few people. Shout out to, <laughs> is it four hundred five sports fan? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. 405 Sports Fan has been on the case of us losing our pick or keeping it the entire season. Mm-hmm. And I was very excited to see this. 
their first comment, uh, I guess we lost our pick. <laughs> <laughs> shout out! It made to, me laugh a lot. Shout out to the Rice to Ricky Sanchez podcast. They, uh, you, that's what they've been rooting for for weeks now because they <laughs> have not enjoyed rooting for their hometown Philadelphia 76ers. So they, uh, they'll probably enjoy that more than we would have either. So it's this is a this is a huge deal. This is about as big of a deal as it gets. Um, for the league and for the thunder itself it's crazy that that everything unfolded in oklahoma city the way that it did was so odd because the game was about to start and the jazz did this weird dance where they even tweeted that rudy gobert is out tonight and then i don't understand i don't understand how this unfolded but the head coach of the jazz said said that he was out and then he said he misunderstood the question later when they called him questionable. They knew what was going on. They knew. This is a disaster for them. That is true. I mean, any, like, anything. Like a cough. Yeah. Oh, a player has a cough. They should, just, they should have just ruled him out. Yes. There was enough evidence at that point that, hey, this is probably just not worth it. Stay home. We, Quarantine yeah. him. If he's if he's healthy, great. He'll play in an, in the next game. But if he's not and he has it, keep him away from everybody. And it was funny watching you <laughs> send out so many retweets of like all the back and forth. Like, oh, Rudy Gobert's out. Oh, now he's questionable. Yeah. Oh no, he's definitely out now. <laughs> and it was from the Jazz. It's from their Twitter account is where my information was coming from. So it's not like I'm wasn't following, even fake. Following you didn't get re- fooled. No, I'm not following a reporter that doesn't know what they're talking about. And Andy Larson, poor Andy Larson, <laughs> had to like endure all that. I mean, this is just it, it was crazy. And I and I, I I blame the Jazz for a lot of how this was executed. I think that was handled so poorly by them. And then their statement shows that to me. Because in this environment, with how serious things are, with knowing that these guys have been traveling around the country to say we tested them for the flu, strep throat, and an upper respiratory infection before you did that other one, before you tested them for the coronavirus. It's like, what in the world are you doing? I mean, that's... That is... That is mishandling the situation just about as much as you as you could. And so a lot of people, I don't know if I've seen a lot of like, oh, you can't blame the Jazz. I'm sorry. I think you can. I think that you can. I think that you can. Anybody can plainly look at that situation and say he should have been tested before he got here and not tested for it this morning or whatever. I don't know. And maybe he just showed symptoms this morning. I don't I don't know. But whatever the case is, it's, it's not a good look the jazz and, and in fact calling him out to questionable then back out and it's it, what are you what is going on here i know rudy wanted to play but you you have to be smart in this environment and you have to be so cautious in this environment because what happened tonight is the reason why it's the exact reason why so uh how are you preparing I'm staying home. You got any beans? I actually do have some beans. Yeah. I've yeah. Got, I've got you some. got a nice variety. You're gonna got need some. variety. I do. We've got a variety of beans. Uh, we'll be staying home 
for the most part, I'll probably run to the store um, in the morning just myself and get some other essentials and I'll be at home with my kids and that's what we'll do. And, and we'll, uh, buying a PS4? I won't be buying a PS4. I've got a Switch. Why not? I've got a Switch. Gosh. So we need to find a game that we could all play on Switch together. Okay. Because Jay has a Switch too. Uh-huh. Oh, and so does so do me and Luke. Smash Bros? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Why are you turning your nose up to we, Smash Bros? We need a game where we can squad up. Oh, okay. I mean, we can't. The easiest one would be Fort. What if we became Fortnite streamers for the rest of <laughs> the season, <laughs> and we had a down to dunk squad? Yeah, we could do that. We'll convince convince McKelly to buy one too, and okay. he can sub in with Taylor. Yep. And we live stream it. We become Twitch streamers, <laughs> make way more money, <laughs> and and all we do we talk about basketball, yeah. but we play Fortnite the whole time. Yeah. That sounds like the right thing to do. We attract the existing down to dunk population plus like <laughs> teenage teenagers who like Fortnite. <laughs> That's a good idea. I think uh, it actually might be. We're still going to pod though, right? Of course. I think that it's probably more important to podcast now than it would have been otherwise. I mean, this is usually the doldrums of the NBA season. So yeah, we're of course, we're going to still be doing podcasts Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, we'll still have the fry pod. This is just a, an extra emergency pod. So, I mean, we'll continue to produce shows that may or may not be about the NBA. We'll give updates as we have them. Uh, we'll kind of probably give a, a big recap of kind of where we're at on Friday. I suspect that there will be a lot of meetings and decisions made tomorrow with the NBA front offices and everything like that. And I know that they're meeting with the GMs. And I think that they'll have at least some idea of what's going on. And so we will for sure give you an update on Friday. And then we'll continue. We'll produce content. We can, we'll, we'll make it fun. We'll, we can talk about the NBA. We can talk about whatever. But we will continue to produce content. We're not going to stop because of this. This will not stop us. So we'll continue to produce content. Um, so uh, anything else before we go? We'll probably have some pretty good bean recipes coming up. <laughs> I'm gonna be experimenting. Yeah, might I might be mixing unconventional beans, like do some unconventional bean pairings. <laughs> see what see what I think. That'll be one of the the titles of our next episode is <laughs> unconventional bean pairings. <laughs> it's just an hour of me talking. Yeah, about beans. And here's the deal. I mean, most people will be at home and just bored. Bored. And so we will produce content for you. We will not allow you to be bored for long. So uh, we're here. We're not going anywhere. Uh, I promise you that. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening tonight. We will uh, talk to you for sure on Friday. And uh, stay safe. Wash your hands. Stay home if you can. Take care of those that you love. And um, we will we will get through this.